Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, man, do I have awesome news for you. Football has been back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, golf, NHL, NBA, NFL. It's all there. Head on over to betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag and receive, listen to this, your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online, where the game starts. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you. Load, subscribe, rate, and review where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. We are brought to you by the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company, Liverpool Physical Therapy, and our great friend Matt Graham, State Farm. Go get a free rate quote today if you're in and around Central New York and the great state of New York. Hey, like a good neighbor, State Farm and Matt Graham are there. Auto, home, life, bank, health, and business. SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. Get a free rate quote today. We're also sponsored in part by our terrific friends at the Syracuse Fitness Store and Brewerton Ace Hardware. That's right. Ace is the place. This place is literally the best. Uh, Route 11 in Brewerton, if you're in and around central New York, they've got everything that you possibly need for the inside of your home and the outside of your home for any season. We're wrapping up the summer and, and, and a little bit of the fall here, getting into the cold season. Listen, grills and smokers, outdoor living, lawn and garden, tools, paint and supplies, building supplies, hardware, home and decor, plumbing. Their Halloween uh, uh, display is up right now. Automotive, RV, and anything else in between. Get on over to Burton Ace Hardware, the helpful place right in front of the Burton Bridge on Route 11 in Burton, New York. I am thrilled to bring onto the program a guy who's been getting it done for quite a while. He has a brand new book out. It's called Alabama. Uh, a curated history of the Crimson Tide, the program. Uh, and Aaron Suttles is a multi-award winning journalist who covers Alabama football for The Athletic. He graduated from the university with a degree in journalism and has covered the Crimson Tide and the SEC for more than a decade. He helped the Tuscaloosa News earn the Pulitzer Prize in the breaking news category in 2011. He's a native of Layton, Alabama. Aaron Suttles, the author of a brand new book called The Program, Alabama, A Curated History of the Crimson Tide, with a forward by Reese Davis. Aaron, thank you for a few minutes. Congratulations on the book. It's really nice to have you. Yeah, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. So Alabama is obviously the elite program right now. I still think they're kind of in the dynasty, you know, with Saban, just because even if they don't win the national title, 
they end up in the college football playoff or the title game. Um, but this program goes way back before even Saban with Bear Bryant and all the rest, all the NFL players, you know, all the victories, all the national championships. Can you give me an idea of when you think Alabama became Alabama under Bryant and then when Alabama became Alabama again under Nick Saban and how those eras are similar and different? Yeah, you know, going back to Coach Bryant, he came to, to Tuscaloosa in 1958 from Texas A&M. He played in the heyday and really the beginning of the heyday of Alabama football back in the 1920s um, you know when they went out to the Rose Bowl and it was the first team a southern first time a southern team had traveled to the Rose Bowl and had some success when he came came back he built a, a program very different from the way coach Saban has done it but um, also similar in the fact that they both realized that you have to have the best players to win um, back when coach Bryant first came in you could sign as many players as you want to there weren't there was no limits so he brought in as many players as he needed to every year. Coach Saban, they've sort of made recruiting rules to stop his dominance. So they both recognize that uh, you could be as good as you want X's and O's wise, but you have to have the players. And that's what Coach Saban did when he came in in 2007. His first full recruiting class, 2008, was the stuff a legend, and, and we've seen it ever since. I mean, it's it's very rare that they don't finish number one in recruiting rankings every season. But if they don't, they're certainly in the top three, top five. You know, a lot of times with colleges, football factories, you know, there's a position that's highlighted more than others where they call it linebacker U, like at Penn State in the 80s, or quarterback U, and there's a host of schools you could, you know, label that for. Um, You know, running back U, maybe that's USC. Alabama, you could say it's wide receiver you, quarterback you, running back you, defensive you, secondary you, right? I mean, the 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 players that they've churned out uh, in for the NFL draft the last uh, you know several years under Saban is is startling. Um, what have been some of the best recruits under Nick Saban, in your opinion? Well, it's 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 good point, and you got to start with Julio Jones in that first full recruiting class of two thousand eight. Yeah. Alabama wasn't what, even close to what it is now. So for Julio Jones, in-state player, to to not go to, to Oklahoma, which was throwing the ball all over the place, and to come to Alabama, which was a run-first offense under Saban in the beginning of Saban's tenure, it really set the tone, I, I think, of, of elite players really starting to look at Alabama. And, um, you know, Mika Fitzpatrick is a guy from New Jersey. He chooses Alabama over Florida State and now is arguably the best safety in the NFL, both those players are highlighted in my book, um, not by accident. They're just great players that have changed the game. You start looking at guys that are playing today, a guy like Will Anderson. Um, he's arguably, he's going to leave Alabama when if it's after this year, if he stays for senior year, which no one really thinks he's going to. He's going to leave arguably the best defensive player Nick Saban's ever had, maybe the best player Nick Saban's ever had at Alabama, which is saying a mouthful. So these are all players that, you start, you know, you, you forget about Quentin Williams, who's having an outstanding year with the Jets. You start thinking about um, other players, Najee Harris with the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, you got you, you have now have for a long time, Alabama didn't have a quarterback in the NFL. Now you got three starters: Mac Jones um, there in New England. You got Tua Valoa in Miami, and you got Jalen Hurts doing great things in Philadelphia. So the list goes on and on, as you mentioned. It, you know, you can almost say any position is what is you know 
DBU, wide receiver you. For a long time, it wasn't quarterback you, but now it's starting to become quarterback you. How long does Nick Saban go? As long as his health remains. I, I just don't think he has very many interests outside of college football. Uh, he's got a couple of Mercedes-Benz dealerships he could run, but he's not going to be a businessman like that day-to-day. He loves being a part of a team. He's still really good at it. There's no sign of mental slippage at 70 years old. He'll be 71 at the end of this month. His, they just redid his contract that runs through the end of or to the beginning of 2029. Um, who knows if he makes it that long? But as long as his health holds up and as long, you know, if he still has the passion for it, he's going to keep going. He's showing no signs of, of slowing down. You know, we thought NIL, NIL money entering recruiting might slow him down a little bit. You know, he complained about it in the offseason and people pointed to that. Well, maybe this is the thing that Nick Saban can't conquer. Well, guess what? They're number one. They have the number one recruiting class for 2023 right now, and they're still going to add more guys. So everything that they throw on him that we think is going to slow him up, he seems to have an answer for. <laughs> Yeah, he's unbelievable. He's the greatest head coach in college football history, in my opinion. And I think this Alabama dynasty recently under him is the greatest in the sports uh, history as well. We're talking with Aaron Suttles. He's got the brand new book out. Go get it. Uh, Major bookstores, Amazon.com. Online where books are sold. It's called The Program, Alabama, a curated history of the Crimson Tide. The forward is by Reese Davis. Uh, This current Alabama team, I mean, they're right in the mix again. Uh, Give me a reason why they could win the title, or and then a reason why they won't win the title. What one for one against? I think the reason that they will is because their roster is better than almost any team out there. Um, you know, I think only Ohio State could, could, could boast a similar, even close to roster that Alabama has. The reason they 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 won't if they if they get tripped up is I, I think wide receiver. I, I think there's. Alabama's been so spoiled over the last five, six years with just uber-talented wide receivers, wide receivers that went number one overall in NFL drafts. This year, they don't have that. Um, They have more depth at wide receivers, certainly, than they did last year, but they don't have a number one guy that they've had in the past. And so if they do get tripped up, I think it'll be because of the wide receiver position. What do you hope people say about the book when they get done reading it? My goal in writing it was to acknowledge that my career has paralleled Nick Saban's in Alabama. I started covering Alabama in 2007. Very fortunate that I've had a front seat to history. And so I hope they get a sense that Alabama, um, while it is certainly right now the Nick Saban show, there's, there were great teams, as you mentioned, with Coach Brian. Alabama was much more than any particular coach. It's the players, the coaches, um, the recruiting and the tradition that's made this program what it is. And so I wanted to highlight that. And because of my access at this point in, in history, a lot of it has to do with the Saban era, which I think people will enjoy because, as you mentioned, I think it's the greatest era in college football history. So one thing that bothers me about people, media, fans, whoever, is, all oh, you know, Nick Saban, he, he was a joke in the NFL. Um I know that it's hard to be elite in both the college ranks and the pro ranks, but good grief, Aaron. I mean, if, if, if the Miami ownership tells him, sure, we'll go with Drew Brees, you know, imagine the course of history there, right? I mean, do you think he gets a bad rap for the NFL? I do, and I also think it's people are looking to take him down because, listen, I've exu- I examined the human condition as part of this job and interviewing as many people as I do for a living. And, and I recognized early on that people love excellence. We love excellence. We want to write about it. We want to study it. 
Uh, we want to emulate it. But what we don't like is we don't like sustained excellence. Yeah. Because once a person has sustained it for too long, you start looking for reasons to knock them off that pedestal. So I think that's that way with Nick Saban. I, I think he went, what, 8-8 eight and, eight and 7-9 and nine in his two seasons in the Dolphins. Not great, but I would, I would say it was far from a joke. And as you mentioned, if history were a little different, um, and he gets the okay to sign his, you know, the medical staff gives him the okay to sign Drew Brees. Who, who knows how things are different? Ultimately, though, I, I think he realized he could not have as much impact on on a roster as he wanted to. Um, as people are fond of saying, in pro football, you get one first round draft pick a year. In college, Nick Saban gets twenty five first round draft picks. So, I mean, he gets to pick whoever he wants. Yeah. So I, I think he missed the college game. I miss. I think he missed the impact of. Being able to change a roster very quickly, as we saw that he did that in his second season in Alabama. So I think they just missed the college game. Um, I think he was an okay NFL coach. Who knows where it, what, he could have been different. But to label him as a joke in the NFL is, uh, in case you haven't noticed, it's really hard to win in that league, um, even if you got great players and great coaches. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't label his tenure a joke, but I, I certainly understand why people do. Yeah, I mean, people try to – come up with stuff too. Like, oh, well, you know, the stories of him stepping over players and the disrespect. This, I'm like, are you kidding me? That sport is full of so much testosterone and that league is full of so much, uh, you know, uh, egocentric stuff and, and testosterone and competition and uh, pressure and all the rest. I mean, come on, everybody's doing all of those things. They're doing all of the uh, pressure cooker things. They're yelling at each other. They're getting mad. They want to win. I, all that stuff that people just coming up with that to make Saban look bad, I, I just think is absolutely ridiculous. All right, the Alabama football stuff's been fun. Congrats on the book. But let's talk about one topic that's a little bit more important than Alabama, right? It's dogs. You've got a cool cover photo of a beautiful pup. What, what, who, what's the dog's name and what, what breed is it? Uh, she is a scout. Her name is Scout, and she's a rescue. I don't really. She's Brindle. I've never really had any DNA tests on done on her, so she's a couple different things. I think she's got a little bit of boxer in her. If you look at her face, yeah, but, yeah. Um, I, I I did the rescue route, and I've enjoyed all eleven years with her. Love it. Well, he's the Alabama football beat writer for the Athletic. He's on Twitter at Aaron Suttles, and hey. Check it out online where books are sold and major bookstores near you. He's the author of a brand new book. You got to read it. It's fantastic. It's called The Program, Alabama, A Curated History of the Crimson Tide, forward by Reese Davis. Aaron Suttles, thanks so much for doing this and congratulations. Okay, continued success. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Well, we go from one writer and author to another writer and author, from one historic program to another, and another unbelievable book that's out right now. Major bookstores and uh, online where books are sold. It's called The Road to Texas, Incredible Twists and Improbable Turns Along the Longhorns Recruiting Trail. The forward is by Craig Way, and the author is Mike Roach. Mike, congratulations. Welcome aboard. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. I see these words, incredible twists and improbable turns along the Longhorns recruiting trail. And we know recruiting is where the bread is buttered in college football to get you to, you know, great and elite status. So give me the most incredible twists and the most improbable turn with Texas recruiting. Um, well, we've got a lot of stories in the books from some great, you know, Texas athletes and how they got there. And I think a lot of the incredible twists were how Mac Brown early in his career was able to kind of overcome the national power that schools like Florida State had to keep kids in Texas. There were a lot of kids that when we talked to 
you know, the, the early schools they wanted to go to were Florida State, UCLA, programs like that. Um, but, you know, when Matt Brown came in, he really put a priority on surrounding the state and keeping those kids home and, and was able to do so. Okay, so one thing that obviously is is at the forefront of college football uh, as far as topics you know, is this Texas program currently? I mean, what's it going to take to get Texas back? Oh, it's certainly a question that's been asked uh, a bunch, um, and I'm not sure there is a clear answer for it, but uh, I think they've really, you know, they've done a good job recruiting at least highly ranked talent. I think now it's all about evaluating the right talent, developing that talent, and turning that into wins on the field. Our guest is Mike Roach. The book is brand new uh, online where books are sold and uh, nearby bookstores. Uh, it is called The Road to Texas, Incredible Twists and Improbable Turns Along the Longhorns Recruiting Trail to Forward by Craig Way. Make sure that you uh, definitely go get this read. It's a good one. Um, Texas moving on into the SEC <laughs> uh, as if it wasn't hard enough, right? So um, that's a big time challenge, but how does it affect their recruiting? Is it is it going to help them because they're in the best conference in America or hurt them because the other best teams in the best conference in America are going to get the players before Texas anyway? I think it certainly helps a little bit um, just because there are kids in the state of Texas that want to play in the SEC but would like to stay home. I think you've seen a and benefit from that um, over their time in the conference. Now, recruiting you know, kind of pitches and swings on – wins and losses and success on the field. So they're going to have to show success, but I think they will get a recruiting bump once they move into the conference and um, they've kind of already got it already. You know, I asked you a minute ago about the return of Texas. Like what, what would it take to get them back to being Texas? And USC is pretty close to getting back to being USC because they hired a head coach in Lincoln Riley, but he's, you know, utilized the two things that have changed the landscape of college sports, which are the transfer portal and name, image, and likeness. Um, what about those two things with Texas? What what if what things have happened with NIL? What things have happened with the transfer portal that give you good reason, good belief, a strong belief that Texas is heading in the right direction through those two things only? I mean, they've been able to put up a pretty competitive NIL. Uh, group a bunch of collectives have come together there's a lot of money in that program and a lot of money surrounding that program so there's a lot of opportunity and also you know playing in austin kind of at the centerpiece of college football uh you know those opportunities are there and they have utilized the transfer portal quite a bit you know quinn ewers will start for them they've got guys on on offense that are uh playing roles like keelan robinson and jay hall might be you know worked in more and so that they've kind of gone both ways with those as well i think it was just you know, last year, it, it probably didn't turn out the way they thought it might. Um, and I think that they're very close in a lot of games to being eight and four rather than five and seven. So, uh, you know, I think it's just kind of turning the turning the tide on those close games and, and learning how to win those. What would you give to watch one more game with Vince Young in it for Texas? Uh, yeah, that'd be pretty special. I, uh, you know, he, that was kind of right during my prime time. I was young, young 20s. Vince is about my age, so... Hmm. Um, you know, we were, we were right the same age when he was going through it and, and watching Texas football at that time was, uh, a thrill ride each and every week. But I, you know, even this current team, I think there's a lot of fun to be had on that team with, uh, the players they have. 
you know, covering Bijan Robinson's recruitment, I, I saw him as, as one of the best players I've ever seen, and, and he's sure, certainly shown that at the college level as well. You know, that 2006 Rose Bowl, I mean, that was 16 years ago already, and I'm not sure that there's been a better game that I've seen in my lifetime. I'm 42, been college football fan for about 37 years since I was five going to Syracuse football games. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if in person or – you know, whether I'm a fan or a media member or, uh, you know, watching on television, I- I'm not sure that there's been a better game in college football in my lifetime. Mike, what about you? Yeah, I mean, for my money, it's, it's been the best I've seen, and I think it still stands up. You know, that game down here, we have the Longhorn Network, and uh, we joke that it's the Rose Bowl Network because that <laughs> game plays just about every day there. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, anytime I can, I'll catch a little bit of it. Yeah. And, you know, just the the result of the game was enough, but all the star power oh. on the field and all everything lived up to the hype of it all. And the way it ended was just an incredible matchup. And it reminds us now, almost two decades later, right, that I realize that there are other power programs. And I think in college football, we lose sight of, you know, what USC and Texas and Nebraska and all those kind of programs, Florida State, what, what they mean and, and how important it is that they're good because it really helps the health of college football, right? And it makes the sport even better. I mean, it's easy to just go, well, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, or whatever the case may be, and then they just carry the load, and then we kind of forget about, well, those trademark programs are down, but, like, it's not really talked about enough. Guess what? When Texas is really good, when they're really, really good, great, elite, same goes for USC, that game is a reminder here almost two decades later, Mike, right, that, man, when Texas is is, is great and USC is great, it is awesome for college football. Yeah, I mean, that's what college football is built on, is history, tradition, those blue blood teams uh, that have been able to have that success. And Texas is kind of like the Yankees in that respect. It's better for the sport, I think, when they are good and and playing meaningful games. What do you hope people say about the book when they get done with it? I hope it was an entertaining read. You know, the the only goal of it was to be a fun, kind of feel-good read and, um, and have people kind of look behind the scenes of how recruitments unfold and the guys we talked to in the book, they're, you know, they weren't, they're, they're past their careers now mostly. And so they were able to really open up and talk about all the secrets and everything. And I think it's just a really fascinating look behind the curtain. I mean, recruiting is not just a grind for, for head coaches and assistants. It's a grind for people covering, you know, college football and, and, and covering recruiting. There's no off day for you either, right? Yeah, I do. my wife jokes. Um, you know, she she sacrifices a lot for me to be able to do it, but um, it, it is a grind. I mean, it's there, there's days of the year that I try to take a vacation, try to get away from my phone a little bit, but it's really hard to turn it off. Yeah, no doubt. So the final thing here, I see in your Twitter um, byline, Bill's Mafia. You're a you're a Bills fan. I am uh, born and raised in Irving, Texas, in the shadow of Texas Stadium, and grew up a Bills fan. Really? How how did that come about? Uh, my dad wasn't a Cowboy fan when I was growing up. Uh, he was a Packer fan, but he didn't want me to be a Packer fan because he had dealt with a lot of a uh, a lot of sad times around that time, and um, got me a, a little Jim Kelly uniform when I was a kid, and so I've you know I've loved him ever since. And it's funny now I get. People are like, "Oh, are you on the bandwagon?" And it's like, "No, bro. I've gone through. I've gone through a lot of heartache to get to where we are now. So uh, it's fun watching them now, and 
you know, seeing them be a Super Bowl contender is almost surreal, and I don't know what I'm going to do if they ever actually win it. Uh, I think I, I, I might die of a heart attack or something, but uh, it's been uh, it's been fun to watch them build this team. Yeah, I'll be right there with you. Jim Kelly's my favorite player of all time, but I got to be honest, this number 17 starting to make me, uh, you know, he's starting to compare there. But again, and if he goes, I tell you this, Mike, I've asked this to a million Buffalo media people. I was just out there working for ESPN, freelancing some stats on Monday Night Football for the Titans game. And people think that if Allen wins a Super Bowl, he'll go down as the greatest athlete in Buffalo sports history because of the magnitude of that victory. I think he'd have to. I mean, it's. Uh, I have a. I have a weird relationship with the city of Buffalo because I am such a Bills fan. But for fans, that's a that's a touchy subject. So, uh, but yeah, I, I think I was trying to think in my head: are there any savers that could kind of go down as, as the greatest? I mean, obviously Pat Lafontaine, Alexander McGillney, guys like that. But yeah, I think Buffalo loves its football, and so if if Josh brings one home, I could I could see that happen. Yeah, I mean, you have Dominic Hasek, you've got, you know, Jill Perot, you've got Bruce Smith and Thurman Thomas and Kelly and Reed, but I'm telling you, if Josh Allen brings a Super Bowl to Western New York, oh boy, and good luck to uh, all those buildings and places, uh, you know, remaining upright as well. Uh, Mike Roach is a terrific recruiting editor and insider for Horns 247 and 24-7 Sports as well, author of The Road to Texas. Go get the book. Major bookstores and online where books are sold, The Road to Texas. Incredible twists and improbable turns along the Longhorns recruiting trail with the forward by Craig Way, and you can get him on Twitter, at MikeRoach247. Mike, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. MyHotTub.com is a global leader in the hot tub industry. With over 25 years of experience, their hot tubs are built in the United States with the highest standards of quality control, an extensive warranty, and customer service representatives available seven days a week. They offer free shipping to your home with factory direct pricing and incredible financing plans. Visit online at MyHotTub.com or stop in Destiny USA today. MyHotTub.com. Whether online or in person, you better hurry because these spas won't last. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.